This podcast is brought to you by JBL. Employing the best methods and tools, audio technology is at the core of everything JBL creates. Never straying from a ground-up approach to everything they build, JBL has produced a prolific list of audio achievements, groundbreaking technologies, and revolutionary advances in the art and science of professional audio. JBL, passion for sound and those who create it. Learn more at JBL.com. Hello and welcome to Tape Ops Discussion, where we call our friends and music community notables to chat about their favorite records. Enjoy. There we go. Oh, there you are. Now we both. Now we're all in the building. Now it looked like. Now it looked like. Um, it's not on an iPhone, even though it is. That looks. It looks. It looks fine. Does that look okay? I'll take my pink glasses off. Let's see each other. Um. Uh. I guess the, we're breathing a sigh of relief, right, and in the world, but um, the world has made me feel like a toad that ate another toad. I don't know. Not physically. Not visibly. That's just how I feel. I feel like I'm choking. I feel like I'm, my lungs are this big. They're <laughs> my just above my Adam's apple to just below my Adam's apple, and I'm just going. <laughs> you know? That's good. That's a that's a hefty cup of coffee, man. <laughs> it's and my hands are big too. It's the angle. <laughs> Welcome to discussion. I'm Jeff Stanfield. And for this episode, we have Dave Matthews discussing Tom Waits' 1978 release, Blue Valentine's. Red shoes, by the newsstand, the rain splashed a nickel, and spilled like shabbly all along the midway. There's a little blue jay, a red dress, that night. So, um... You sent me this Tom Waits record, Blue Valentine, to check out. And it's a record, of course, I, I know because I've listened to it because it's such an epic record, but I hadn't put it on for probably 10 years, you know. And uh, why did you choose this one to, to chat about? I, I was trying to think of uh, uh, sort of interesting records that I think that not a lot of, not everyone is. Well, so first of all, obviously, a lot of people know this record, but not as many people as I think should know this record. You know, I feel like, this is one of those records, and there's a few Tom Waits records that I think fall into that category. You know, um, he's just such a legend. But uh, but uh, this was the first Tom Waits record I had, and um, we sort of inherited it from a neighbor, not because they didn't die or anything. I can't remember why it was that we got a stack of their records, but I think my family, at least. And um, and I was probably, I don't know, 10 years old or maybe right around that age. And uh, and when I first heard it, I was like, this, this is terrible music, you know, because all I listened to was maybe the Beatles. But it but not but it was very good. That, that was just my first reaction, because that's what I how I reacted to everything when I was 10, maybe. But it was like it was pretty quickly that I put it, that I played it all the time. And, and, and so when I was, I was looking at like cool records, records that would be that maybe even, you know, less people would know than, than this one. I thought about, um, uh, what's that, uh, uh, what's it called? Look a pie, look a pie pie, that record by, um, the meter, the meter yeah. which is so 
Um, and I put it on last night. I was putting, I was listening to it last night, and I was like, it is so unbelievable how familiar. Even though I know the record, it's so unbelievable how familiar it is. Like my my like uh, my family who don't know that, but really like know the Beastie Boys and know like music from a from a time after that where they were so influential in hip hop and in everything. It's just that that record is just insane. How people that maybe never even heard of the meters uh, at a good chance have heard so many of the feels and so many. So I was thought about that record and I thought about there's this really old, uh, 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 um, uh, Steve Miller band record. I don't know if it's his first or whatever, but it's called, um, uh, your saving grace. And it's, it's really young. So you can tell he's young, but there's some, awesome awesome tracks on it and it's more more bluesy and it's more derivative in a way because he's young you know um but then i just kept coming back to blue valentine and i know it's a bigger record and it's not that rare but it's just it it's like and even though some i know some purists and i don't care about purists but uh would tell me that it's not a jazz record in a way it's like my was my first the first time that i had a record that leaned right kind of in that direction you know like uh it has this it has a flavor that i think you know probably a lot of people would agree has a flavor of um of jazz of uh uh you know it's like a dark smoky bar and um and it feels like that and i i just I, it, there's so many things i guess the, the first track on the record which is just a, it was a, is that cover of um with an orchestra the cover of uh there's a place for us somewhere, somewhere from West Side Story. Because um, if you say just say somewhere, then someone thinks you're talking about somewhere over the rainbow. Um, it makes it cool, even though the song is cool, but it makes it really cool how he does it. It's like, it's sort of like, uh, it reminds me, it has the same effect as when Johnny Cash did One by U2. I mean, the first song is great. It's awesome. But when Johnny Cash did it, right. it stops your heart, right. you know? Right. There's a place for us
That I love. And then my two favorite tunes on the record, and I only just realized this because I've been listening to it. I, have, I was listening to it. I sort of listened to it. I come back to it quite a lot. But I, because I t thought about uh, about it when I, we were going to have this conversation, I, um, I was looking at the credits. And when I think of Tom Waits, mo the times I've seen him, is, especially most of the time he's at the piano. I mean, he plays the guitar too, but a lot of times he's at the piano or he's hands-free. Um, and uh, I, I didn't realize on this record, which really sounds live, I imagine that a lot of it was recorded that way, um, but but he is uh, my two favorite songs, which is the Christmas card from a hooker. I could I have the record, so I could probably just look at it and, and then be able to be able to tell you. But yeah, it was Christmas card, and then the other one was um, that song Kentucky Avenue about his little friend. That's the girl. That's uh, uh, I in my head. She's a girl that's uh, in a wheelchair, or um, and. Um, and that song is like, that's maybe the greatest love song of all time. I don't know. It's the most perfect song about devotion. And his lyrics are always, you know, he just gets better and better, but he can't get better, you know, as the years go on. He just keeps writing staggering um, songs, in my opinion. And he changes, but it's, you know, he's always loyal to um, himself, you know, uh, Maybe why it's so good, but uh, those two songs, and those are the only two songs he plays piano on. The rest he plays the guitar on. Yeah. Uh, I thought his piano playing is so wide open, and all the arrangements are so wide open, except then these lush strings. But that voice, how he makes that his voice the most delicate instrument, you know, he's, you know, when you, if, like when I was a little kid and I first heard it, I was like, uh, what is that monstrosity? Uh, you know, but you know, probably one listen through, I was like, okay, put it on again, you know. Charlie, I'm pregnant, living on 9th Street, right above a dirty bookstore of Euclid Avenue. Stop taking dope I quit drinking whiskey My old man plays the trombone Works out at the track He says that he loves me Even though it's not his baby Says that raise him up like he was on some. Gave me a ring that was won by his mother. It takes me out dancing every Saturday night. I was driving. It's funny. There are a couple things on that. I mean, I was driving, listening to it, uh, just running an errand with Hazel. And she turned around. She goes, who is this? Is this Dave Matthews? <laughs> 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 and uh, and I think we were listening to like uh, Red Shoes by the Drugstore, you know, and uh, which is one of my favorite tunes on this. And, uh, and my other is Everything. Romeo is Bleeding, just as such an amazing 
Yeah. And uh, I love his vibrato. Say, like, oh, no, it's It's kind of like his, his, it's crazy. Yeah. On and off. Like, yeah. So. It's super trippy. And, and, uh, and I, so, you know, I, and again, I've been listening to it again because we were going to have this chat. And, um, so I had it on the kitchen the other night where we were cooking dinner. And, uh, Megan said, I don't, I don't think I like Tom Waits. <laughs> and I said, that's fair, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to just challenge you that after I've been playing this record for about a week in the house that I, I bet you're going to like it. And I said, you know, she said, well, I don't, I, I don't like it because for the same reasons, I don't like Bob Dylan. <laughs> and I said, but that's not, you know, I was like, you, the, the, thing. the thing about Tom Waits after you acquire a taste, if if the voice is off putting to 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 somebody, is that the the writing and the stories are just absolutely stunning, and they paint these incredible pictures. And he's continued to frame his songs and his songwriting and his storytelling so interestingly over the years with the way that the records are produced and the stuff he did up at Prairie Sun later with like Mule Variations and and some of these other records, right? I mean, it's totally valid for him to just have one shotgun mic in the room from across the room and they track it. And that's that's the that's the frame, you know, and I've really come to appreciate that over time, you know, because these are records where like, you know, you grow up and you're sort of used to hearing, you know, quote, produced records and some some level of, um, you know, quote, professionalism or whatever in a recording. Um but I've really come to love these because they they're like little books, you know, and they and they or like little short films or what, however you want to look at them. And, and just they're so unbelievably evocative. I mean, there's that tune, Sweet Little Bullet from a Pretty Blue Gun. I mean, that says it all like you, you're already like, huh, you know, like just the title. It's pouring Didn't bring sweater The price could never let you come back home No Hollywood fine By the thrifting sign Any night I'll be willing Yeah, I want to find out who who pulled the trigger of that thing and why you know she's such a hard ass. You already know she's a, she's a killer, right? But uh, that yeah, his lyrics, his they are like they remind me like I, I imagine um, uh, Dresden uh, was like before it was carpet bombed into non-existence. Um, you know when it was the art capital of Germany and all these people doing these shows and these smoky bars and all this cool shit. I just imagine that's who when when his his stories are so real sounding. They sound so personal. It's, it's so you know that when someone can do that and and they're clear stories. It's not like you know. Uh, some people I know that are com so completely ambiguous. It's like this could be anything, right. and you know. Um, uh, but you know, in a in a in an odd way, it's my favorite. It's my favorite kind of writing. If you can 
tell a, I mean, you could make a, a, you could make a, like you said, short movie, but almost you could make a full movie out of every song on this record, or in many cases, every song he's written. But, uh, but, but this record, particularly, every single song could be a song uh, a, made into a novel, and 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 also, and then also, po really pointy. They all, they, none of them are. They don't die with time. Like when I put his records on, the stories are not as well. You know, you know. He's not saying you look really good in those bell bottoms, but if he did, he would make it make such sense that it would make sense now. And um, uh, and you know, this there's there's that the the song when the way he interprets some somewhere uh, completely changes. I mean, obviously that song applies to to that movie. Uh, to West Side Story, but when he sings it, I feel like you realize what a great song it is because the way he sings it makes it about any everyone, mm -hmm. makes it about anyone. You can make that song your your own, and it, you know it could be. And so that it, when it's in the story in West Side Story, when it's in the you know sometimes in those situations you don't realize how beautiful they, how beautiful. Um, a, a, a songs are in those situations when they're surrounded by story and by other music and other songs. You, the, the uh, you know, I guess it, 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 it you, th that's the way he sings it maybe makes uh, is uh, evidence of how great Sondheim is in, in his lyrics. Um, uh, but uh, the, the whole record, I, you know, I don't know if I can, you know, I, I don't know how much more I can, how much more there is to say about it. that he has this it has that that holds this gravelly voice and but also the sweetest sweetest tone i mean it's so funny that you can have a voice that's going you know like it's got that so impossible that it's going to sound nice but it sounds gorgeous and then uh i showed i i was playing it uh yesterday and i play it in my house quite often um and I was playing it, and I took the record, the album cover, the sleeve, to my son, and he was, and he was listening. He's like, "I like this," and he, but he's mentioned that he liked it before. But I, I wondered if he'd ever seen Tom Waits, and he may have seen him in a movie, but I maybe didn't point it out. But so I think I should um, make him watch something like Seven Psychopaths, just to you know, like every every thirteen year old should see that movie. Um, uh, but uh, that. I, I said, what do you think this guy looks like? And he and he just, it was just so funny because he says, I don't know. And so I showed him a picture and it, and Tom Waits is young. Like he's a, 
he's like, uh, I don't know, he looks like he's in his 20s. And uh, he was skinny, like, greaser-looking dude. And and uh, my son's like, what? With tattoos. It's like, you know, and then he just goes, hey, but then he's singing that. I, I, uh, I, I've sort of been obsessed by Tom Waits uh, ever since that first record and collected um, when, when he releases stuff and um, get really excited when he makes a movie. Uh, so I may be, uh, I may be a little uh, uh, impartial, but, but there's, there's a, a quality that he brings that, you know, that's just, which my, my, my late, uh, my, my friend, uh, the, the, who start, played sax in in, uh, in my band from the early days of Leroy Moore that uh, passed away uh, more than a decade ago. I can't believe it, but he would always say, um, "You just be honest." And so he would. I would because my biggest problem, and me, you know, a lot of people will agree, no doubt. Uh, but my hardest thing is I, I find lyrics is 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 uh, is uh, is a soul crushing task for me i don't I, i'm i feel like that is the hardest thing in the world for me so when like our friend danny barnes writes lyrics i'm like this guy i hate this guy meaning i love this guy because his lyrics are so on the money on the money it's like th i'm aiming at that can everybody and everybody can see exactly what he means you know and uh but tom waits is like that it's just but he can make every makes everything honest you don't go hmm I don't know if I buy this dude, you know, because and it's it's in his acting too. But to be able to pull off the songs and the styles and the way he sings on this record and all his records, but this is I have a soft spot. My obsession with it is, you know, because it was the first one, which is so often the case. You know, whether I'm talking, whether it's you know what what my first XTC record or my first Beatle record or my you know my my first meters record that you know I'm, that's I'm always going to be kind of partial to the first one. I love my love a lot of them, but um, that's why I, I chose this of his. But his ability to be honest, you know. For this knife, and they all rejuvenate the sirens. Romeo just laughs. It's all a racket in the world. They ain't never gonna see that copper's ass. He ain't never gonna see another summertime for cutting down my brother. And leaving him like a dog, beating the car without his knife. Romeo says, Hey man, give me a cigarette. And they hurry for that pack. Frankie lies for him, bats him on the back. Um, and so we, you think it's it's disappointing. What, you know, as I got older, it's disappointing to to find out that maybe he's not like all the characters. Maybe not everything in this in the record d didn't happen to him. I liked you know when I was when you're younger, it's like man, this guy, this guy's a man. That really must have happened to him. You know, when you're a kid. But uh, not really. It just not just the ability to tell a story to uh, 
spin a yarn. And I don't think there are many people that can do it the way he does. And uh, with, uh, with such lightness, um, because it doesn't seem, uh, it just seems like he's relaying something. You know, it's kind of like what, you know, in a way, like what, what I admire a lot of what I admire so much about Danny. He's just, he's just telling you what happened. Let me just tell you what happened. This is what happened. And it's perfect. But, you know, but he's obviously he's not doing that. And the guy's so funny. I do like the, I did hear a story about him that said that his one, the one, the, the, the biggest reason he was, didn't want to give up cigar smoking or I think it was cigars. I think it looks cigar or cigarettes. <clears throat> Give up smoking tobacco was that he was really worried that he would lose his voice. Of course, you know, that didn't happen. Meaning he was, you know, suddenly he's. But you hear some of his earlier records, like the ones that uh, that had uh, uh, freeways, cars, and trucks. The the song that got really famous uh, because of uh, the Eagles. Um, uh, I don't know if that's what it's called, but I assume it's something like that. Uh, in those really, and I think that I'm, I, I assume that was before this, but those old, old records when his voice was a little bit sweeter, you know, um, uh, it's sort of interesting. I, 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 mean, I think when I heard those later, I was like, hmm, I'm not sure, uh, I'm not sure I like these as much, but then with a little time, I, I uh, softened my judgment. Romeo is bleeding. Romeo is bleeding. Hey man, Romeo is bleeding. Hey man, Romeo is bleeding. Hey man, Romeo is bleeding. And the lip with. Yeah, he's a badass guitar player. Yeah, he's um, not really that i mean like you said it's sort of like whenever when, when i in my mind's eye i see tom way sitting at a piano or standing with a bullhorn yeah exactly you know um i when i saw him live once he came and, and i'm sure he's done it a ton of times uh he came out uh he did so many funny things with the audience like he, you know halfway through he came out started throwing uh, uh glitter at everybody going i love you i love you so much i could borrow money from you but it just but the stage stick was just glitter in his pocket and him just going hmm. and it was a twinkle a twinkle in the lights it was a theater up in dc it was a it was i was just you know it's one of those things where you this was way before i ever had the courage to tell anybody um outside of my family and a couple of those friends that i played the guitar um i was working at a bar at the time and i saw and i saw that and it probably delayed me having the courage to tell anybody for a couple more years i was like this 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 is the real shit right here. You know, <laughs> he threw somebody, he threw somebody out. How did he, he threw somebody out because they kept shouting for the, for a song. And it was so good. It was almost like a plant. He'd go, um, Hey, this is my show. You know, he'd have a, like a, you know, right. I'm going to play what I want. He would roar. And then the guy would shout again. The guy was shouting. He was always wanted something. And, and then he eventually said, I'm paraphrasing, but it was something like, Look, uh, either you leave 
or I'm going to leave. Um, and, and he thinks I, and he says like, I think most people here would prefer the prior or something like that. Or uh, it was something funny, but then, then he just stood there and it didn't take long for the ushers to come down the aisles and like, and the guy kind of, you know, but so I, it almost, it was so smooth. It was almost like a plant and it made the room got more joyful rather than weirder, you know? Right. Uh, you, you think if somebody less delicate could definitely evict somebody from a building, um, eject somebody from a building and make, uh, make it much less comfortable. Right. Um, but not Tom Waits. Not Tom Waits. Like, I wonder if he could help me, uh, 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 you know, eject everybody from my audience that's shouting above uh, above the music. Because then it'd just be like one guy standing there saying, "Thank goodness." <laughs> He's just anyway. That this record, the cover's badass. He's a badass. Tom Waits, Blue Valentine. Blue Valentine. That's I can't. I, mean, I can't imitate him. I don't have that. Maybe if I smoke a thousand cigars. Blue Valentine All the way From Philadelphia To mark The anniversary Of someone That I used to be And it feels Like a war end out for my rest Baby, you got me checking in my rearview mirror. That's why I'm always on the run. That's why I change my name. Thanks for listening. Discussion is created by Tape Op, the creative music recording magazine. Free subscriptions are available at tapeop.com along with our regular podcast and online content.